Hello little ones and welcome to Life Transformational Self-Help, the Children's Bible Explorations Lessons Corner Volumes. I am your host Wilhelmina and I hope you will enjoy these episodes and that afterwards you will take and apply these lessons to your daily life and be inspired to share these stories with your loved ones, many family members and friends and or your classmates. So, the scene is, we're in children's church. Today's lesson is on the board and is being taught by the children's Bible study teacher, Lorraine, whom the children call Lala. Jalika and Renetta are joyfully running and playing tag as they are entering the church lobby. Renata yells out, Ha ha! I'll race you to the classroom, and whoever gets there first wins, but whomever doesn't is a stinky face. Both are running, and Jalika comes in first and touches the door and shouts, I win, I win! That means you're the stinky face. Stinky face, stinky face. Renata has a stinky face. Renetta becomes sad as Jalika is bragging about her being faster than her big sister. At the time, their Sunday school teacher, Miss Lala, have heard everything. Renetta and Jalika were saying, Since Renetta and Jalika were the first students to arrive at class, Miss Lala opened the classroom doors so they could go inside to sit and wait for other children to arrive. On the chalkboard, Miss Lala puts today's lesson. When Jalika reads what it says, she asks Miss Lala, What is sin? Miss Lala responds by saying, It's a word which a lot of children don't hear very often, but it has to do with our negative thinking, impulsive behavior, and or disorderly behavior or conduct outside of what God tells us is right. We will learn more about this word when all the children arrive for class. It's 10 a.m. Children's Bible study begins. Everyone is entering the classroom to be seated. And Miss Lala says, Now that everyone is seated, we will begin our lesson. Today we will be defining and discussing what sin is. First, Let's look up the definition of sin according to the Bible scriptures. Children, open your Bibles to your Bible concordance if you have one. If not, take a dictionary off the shelf for referencing or to check and look up the definition of sin. We're also going to obtain its meaning from the Webster's Dictionary. Let's make it a fun learning game with sectioning off half the class into two groups. Half of our class will use the Bible concordance to define the meaning of sin, while the other half uses the Webster's Dictionary to obtain its meaning. We will toss a coin to see which half will share their meaning of the word. Everyone's participation is appreciated. Jalika raises her hand to ask Ms. Lala a question. Miss Lala, 
Could we pick who will be on our side? Miss Lala responds, No, that wouldn't be necessary. Jalika, because I will be dividing the classroom from the center down. We are building kingdom seekers teams. Mariella, John, Nathaniel, Jody, Talitha, and Rubiella. You will be the right sides group. Antonia, Cherkia, Gabe, Abriel, Jalika, and Till. You are the left side group. After dividing the class into two sections, Ms. Lala asks who calls heads and who is calling tails. Talitha bursts out with, We want heads! And Miss Lala responds, That leaves the other group with tails. Miss Lala flips a coin and it lands on heads. So Talitha's team will participate first. Ms. Lala begins to introduce the topic of sin. Today, we will be learning a new biblical word, sin, which has been around since Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, found in the book of Genesis. Sin is an action word, so it takes you to act upon what is growing inside you. And it is the root of why there are so many evil deeds or bad things happening in our world. Also, sin is a choice, and we sin by choosing to do so. Sin separates us or puts up a wall between us and God. If you think about it, a wall is built using blocks to keep what you don't want to hear or see out. So, is it with sin? You are choosing to be away from God and on your own. These actions could be activated in our thought process, meaning our mind, our thinking, and therefore become or thereafter become a manifestation of our actions when we are interacting with others who are around us daily. Now that I have given some clarity about sin, here's the first question for Talitha's team. Who could think of a time when you have or might have thought you had done something which could have hurt you or someone close to you that you would like to share with our class? Mariella raises her hand and Miss Lala points to Mariella to give the okay. When my family and I went on vacation to my cousin's house in Daytona, Florida, while there we visit the beach because I kept asking if we could go swimming because it was too hot. So my auntie and uncle said they live near a beach that we will be visiting. At the beach, my cousin and I played in the sand, taking turns burying each other and then I grabbed her hand. We ran towards the beach water and she told me that she had fears of going into a lot of water, but I was persistent about trying to pull her into the water with me. So I started splashing the water, <laughs> splash, 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 to help my cousin feel more comfortable with getting further into the water with me. She kept saying, no, no, 
I wasn't listening. And as I was pulling her, she lost her balance and fell deeper into the water, started to swing her arms back and forth because she didn't know how to swim. My uncle had to jump into the water and save her. I felt scared and said what I had done because she almost died because of my non-insensitivity. And even though I knew it was the wrong thing to do, still I ignored how my cousin felt about going into the water. Miss Lala, does this make it a sin? Thank you, Mariella, for being open to sharing your story with our class. And to answer your question about what you have done to your cousin makes it a sin. First, before I answer Mariella's question, let me explain what sin is and provide you with a couple of scriptures to its origin, meaning where it started. Sin is going against or doing something the opposite of that which you know is the right thing to do. It's a disobedience. Children, please open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more subdued than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, meaning subdued means he was clever, more cunning, tricky. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die, meaning that, or you will die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat. And gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, meaning that they didn't have any clothing on. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you, or who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree? Wherefore I commanded thee that thou shouldest eat not. And the man said, The woman who thou gavest to be with me, she gave of the tree. And I did eat. And the Lord 
God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, meaning the serpent tricked me, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam, he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten, meaning that he had listened, hearken means listen, and hast eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it wast thou taken for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. And Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God made coats of skins, and clothed them. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life it is because of their disobedience that they weren't permitted to enter again separated from or removed from this beautiful garden which god had prepared for them in the story god gave them clear instructions that they were to eat of any of the trees in the garden but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden and also they were to not touch it and if they were to touch and eat from it they shall die their disobedience caused them to be separated from being in the presence of God because it is sin also it caused them to die spiritually because they are going against God's instructions it is the origin of sin which became man's fall. Also, it changed their destiny, the blueprint to their future. Sin brings about death spiritually and physically. Another example of the effects of sin. Sin causes us to be confused about who God says we are. As you can see in Genesis chapter 3, how its effects of disobedience on Adam and Eve have changed their course of destination. How do we see sin? In our eyes, sin may look like something big that has been done 
but in reality sin has no discrimination so for sin size doesn't matter it could be as small as a thought or big as a mountain but sin defines itself as sin is sin and this is how God sees sin as sin and there isn't anything good about sin which is why he hates sin and forgive us of our sins when we repent of our sins meaning to say that we are sorry and won't repeat that sin again and having a changed mind his desire to be in a relationship with us and to become best friends with you and I Mariella to answer your question does what you've done to your cousin makes a sin yes it does because you had gone against that which you knew was the right thing to do but there is forgiveness for your actions when you ask God out of the sincerity of your heart to forgive you of your sins this is for every one of my students you all are forgiven when you ask God for it in sincerity whatever you may have done that caused someone other than yourself to suffer this would be the opportunity to ask God for forgiveness saying that you're sincerely sorry for hurting that person we have completed our lesson on what is sin Little ones, did you remember to bring your Bible, a pencil, coloring crayons, or colored markers and paper? Because now we have an activity and fill-in to test your understanding and remembrance of where you can find in biblical scripture the answers to your questions through reading God's word. For every question, there is an answer. All you have to do is seek and, and find in the Bible scriptures the answers here is your quiz the first question we have is what is sin and how are we affected by it so think carefully about this question it is a two-part question the first part is you're going to explain what is sin what you think sin is and the second part you're going to explain how it affects us. Question two, how did sin come to exist? How did it become to exist? Think back to Genesis chapter three with Adam and Eve, the story of Adam and Eve, and you'll be able to get your answer. Question three, in your own words, Write down what you believe to be sin and provide an example to help you understand the definition more clearly and so that you can practice not sinning. Question four, does God approve of sin? And if not, what are the consequences of sin? And could we be forgiven of our sins? Think carefully about question number four. It is a two-part question also. So first you want to think about whether God thinks that sin is something that he likes. And the second part, you want to think about what are the, um, the consequences of the actions that produces 
the sin. And you want to know, are you forgiving? Now we're down to our activity. Draw or sketch a picture of what sin may look like to you. And to help remind you that sin separates or keeps us from being in the presence of God, just as Adam and Eve were banned because of their disobedience. And our last section is fill in the blanks. We may blank uh, the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the blank of the tree, which is in the blank of the garden, blank hath said, Ye shall blank blank of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye blank. And you can find the answers to this fill in in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Go all the way back to chapter 3 of Genesis. Our next fill in, come now, therefore, and let us blank him and cast him into some blank, and we will say, some evil beast have devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his blank. This is the story of Joseph. So you want to go to Genesis chapter 37, verse 20, and you will find your fill-in answers. That's the end of today's lessons. I hope you all have enjoyed this journey into learning about what is sin I'm praying that you have enjoyed this third children's Bible exploration lesson, volume 1C episode. Please don't forget to share these episodes with your family and friends and all whom you may come in contact with. These episodes could be shared through the Anchor.fm app, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, and other listening platforms like Bullhorn, etc., etc., where it is available. Thank you for listening. Your host, Wilhelmina. Children, have a blessed and wonderful, a beautiful, spectacular day.